0: Good day and hello. Welcome back to Join Java, Biblical Discussions to Fuel Your Soul. I am Pastor Brian Donahue, and I'm here with good friend and pastor Kristen All. Hey, Kristen, how you doing?
1: I am doing really good. Um, I'm working on a little bit of a tail end of a nasty cold, but I'm mm. glad to be here and be alive and recording this podcast.
0: Yes, we're glad you're here as well, because <laughs> it would not be um a full joy in java podcast if it was just me it wouldn't be the same so it'd
1: be like half-calf you
0: know, very good. Yes, you
1: really want it. I don't know, kind of, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Um, moving right along. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. like, uh, <laughs> I
1: meant just because there'd be half of us. That's yeah, all we right. Need. Okay, okay.
0: Not you're just going me, going you're, you're, No, it's, okay. no, no. Is that would no. go for if it was just you, too, is what you're saying, right?
1: Exactly. All right, well, praise probably. the Lord.
0: I can get behind that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we have been in the book of Ephesians and we are getting very close to wrapping up the book of Ephesians as you hear my paper turning uh, underneath my microphone here but this has been a really good study It's been really good for us as a church to it pursuit um, and I can't wait to get into chapter five Kristen because there's there's some good stuff and it really leads into um, some really interesting and uh, slightly controversial. For some, but we're going to hopefully turn that upside down and really talk about that in a way that's going to be really helpful uh, for our listeners and maybe even in a different light than traditional Christianity teaches this. Um, So, anyways. Anything you'd like to say? You want to bring us kind of up to speed? I know, uh, once again, we're the Almost Weekly podcast. We didn't podcast last week because of being out of town and stuff. But uh, let's let's do a quick recap, Kristen, shall we?
1: Sure, sure. Well, I'm excited about that. Um, You know, Ephesians starts out with this, like... Uh, giving this high view of who Christ is, of what the goal was, which is to create a new humanity that is united across cultural lines, you know, instead of something that is a purely Jewish. Sect, it is now open to all. And so he's trying to explain, like, okay, here's the big picture. And then now in the second half of the book, how does that actually work out in your life? What does that actually mean? What is all that, like, big language? What does it feel like? Um, and so that's really where we're at in five is like, okay, now that you have become part of this new family, but you're going back into the same old world. How, what changes what what looks different um so it's uh very interesting to see how Paul is working that out for them how he's teasing out okay this these are some things where I can help you see how to apply your new um, humanity in your everyday world so
0: Yeah. And it is really helpful because so often in our culture, in the church, we get really excited, pumped up. We celebrate new believers coming into the family, right? Yeah, And we, we tend, even though that's a really amazing, fun, exciting thing, it's wonderful, new life, but sometimes we leave it there. We don't build a good foundation after that. And Mm. so this is, Mm. like you say, just really helpful. Paul is so smart to help the new believers that are coming along in his day. And so hopefully this will help us and help remind us that, hey, let's journey with people. Let's walk with people. Let's get just as excited for what happens after someone comes into the family of God, right? And uh, so super helpful. Yeah. Uh, And
1: there's this like experimentation, I think that has to happen. mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about um, other things in our life that might be, I mean, it's hard for me to think of something, but like, if you've ever had a dramatic diet change, I went through a season where I had to cut like five major things out of my diet, trying to solve some health things. And so, okay, it's one thing to say, I need to do this. I agree to it. We're going to do this. But then it got down to the nitty gritty of like, okay, what do I eat here? What do I have now? What, what works? What doesn't work? Like there's all this experimentation and working out. And, um, we, Paul, you know, says we saw Jesus and he says, the kingdom is near and I'm the kingdom And we're supposed to emulate that. But how does that actually work for us? Like he's trying to tease all of those those Mm. experimental pieces out. So um, it's a radical shift that we have to keep working at, right? And helping each other with, hey, this is what worked for me, you know, and oh, that's, that's from the, you don't want to do that one. Like that's, you know, so anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, let's, (laughs) let's dive in here. This is again, Ephesians 5, and we are going to read through the 20th verse of Ephesians 5. So grab your Bibles, hopefully you've got a cup of coffee or some beverage so you can enjoy this with us, but we invite you to follow along. Verse 1 of chapter 5, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Chapter 5, 1 through
1: 20. So good, so good, so good. You know, one of the things that strikes me immediately off the bat, Brian, is um, the communal nature of what he's talking about here. He's talking all of these actions and things that he's concerned about are really things that happen um, in between relationships with other people in our interactions, mm. in the way we treat other people and the way we view them. And um, I think that's been something that's continued to strike me as we've been studying in these officials uh, is just how community focused um, the faith is yeah. um, and you know, even when you you start, if you look at the at 4:32, um, which is the last verse right before we started, he's talking again: yeah, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving yeah. each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Following God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, right? Like it's just mm-hmm. talking about. As you know, you're a new part of a new family. You're not just a new, not, it wasn't like me, you know, like I'm on a new weird diet all by myself, the trailblazer. He's like, no, no, you're in this together, right. In this new community, this new humanity, um, and that you need to work together and be gracious mm-hmm. with each other. You know,
0: that's really good. And and it's, it's this beautiful offering. I like the, in the NIV, it mm. says fragrant offering, this beautiful, uh, type of worship we offer to God, but also it's a sacrifice, you know, it's the sacrificial living for each other Mm. too. So it's this wonderful community. But when you're in this loving community, I guess, of course, there should be sacrifice. We're laying down our lives for each other. We're offering our best up. um, And it's not just for our sakes. It's for our sake though, too, ultimately. But it's really, truly, we ought to be living for god number one Mm. and for our neighbors and so Mm. um, Mm. i love that fragrant anytime i hear the word fragrant i just go "Ooh, i feel all good
1: (laughs) yeah well and that's such a powerful thing because that he's talking about the in the same way that jesus gave up everything for us Mm -hmm. that he's saying when we do that it's a fragrant offering and i think that this is making me think about um, the big picture of scripture, which is the the creation, the fall, the re- redemption, restoration, right? He's like, you're in this new family, but it's broken. So you guys are going to have to be um, giving of yourselves to each other and patient and kind and, you know, all of those things for this to build up because there's a lot of restoration work that needs to happen there. Um, it's like that same picture of the big picture in these small relationships right in the everyday stuff
0: yeah yeah and then and then paul gets uh, did you say into the nitty-gritty is that something you said? I might
1: have i might have
0: yeah it gets a little nitty-gritty right into it about not even having a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity uh or greed oh we -hmm. often overlook that you know Mm -hmm. we hone Mm -hmm. in on the sexual immorality part of this which is really important yeah but i mean any type of impurity that can go with a lot of different things in life greed Mm. um well don't you
1: think those two are linked sexual immorality and greed right like it's about using someone else as an object it's about wanting to take something that doesn't belong to you you know, um, and how damaging that is to community yeah. when we start to live in greed and want of things that don't belong to us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And, and also, uh, it's obscenity, foolish talk, yeah. coarse joking. I've got caught up in that with, with yeah. the, the fellows before, you know, you, you tell a joke and it's, you know, you go, ah, um, you know, I think that can be a lifestyle though. I think sometimes we can yeah. turn off and on our Christian uh, witness at work. Yeah. You know. And yeah.
1: Well, and there's that pressure you want to, you, want. we all, we're relational people. So mm-hmm. you want to relate to these people around you. And so there's this, this difficulty, right. In, in, you know, this is what's going on. I want to be connected to these people. Um, but you have to make that choice of like, how does, is this part of my identity? And, and am I willing to connect on this thing that is not good for community, that's not healthy? Or am I going to, you know, take the sacrifice mm-hmm. and graciously opt out of some of that or try to steer the conversation towards something more helpful or building up, you know, and it's, it's those are that's the real tension of the everyday life.
0: Yeah. Can be hard. It can be difficult It is very
1: hard. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I love I love this too at the end of four, but thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a, the, good,
0: that's a yeah. good key word. This is, I mean, think about the difference between living in kind of this sense of greed or selfish ambition only, you know. Yeah. yeah. And seeking satisfaction, pleasure, good for yourself, number one. And but he says, with thanksgiving, which jives, yes, I just used the word jives, kids, with with a lot of Paul's other language, and Christ's yeah. language, too, That that we ought to be thankful, and that should spur us. An attitude of thankfulness is much more positive and powerful to affect the type of change we want in ourselves and those around us, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone that comes into a situation that, you know, there's a, let's just, let's set up a theoretical, theoretical situation. Okay. There's a group of people It could be at the office they are just being really down and out about what their jobs are, what, who the boss is, what's, what their situation is. Imagine someone walking into that and hearing this and maybe even agreeing with a lot of it, but what what they're going to stand for, what they're going to live out is imagine them walking in and saying, well, okay i get get all that but also here's here's the positive side to what we get to do every day um here's the benefit you know here's the paychecks the security for our families here's yeah this is a little rough but hey you know we also have this perk and benefit and hey guys we get to do this together even if it's not our favorite thing ever We get to do this together and hey, Mm -hmm. we like hanging out and talking, right? So like, imagine how that could transform and shift and change things. And that goes for, you know, struggle for me, Kristen, is oftentimes just with my kids. Yeah, right. Even with my own kids, I get sucked in to whining. Yeah, right,
1: Uh, right. I want them
0: to just stop complaining or talking back. And instead of figuring out... um how to bring thankfulness into that situation or peace into that situation or even real true resolution not just silence and peace you know for Mm -hmm. my sake but a peace that is good for our community of our family Uh, the transformation when i do walk in that is tremendous and Mm. guess what my kids follow that Mm -hmm. they actually desire that more Mm -hmm. when they're shown a better way yeah when they see the peace of it so um yeah really powerful really good absolutely
1: absolutely and that kind of i'm going to jump ahead just a little bit but it is a great explanation or a great illustration of us living as children of the light
0: yeah right Mm -hmm. you
1: know we know that there is more yes there's brokenness but there's plenty of god at work to focus on and so as we shift our focus we not only get the benefit of that for ourselves but we start Mm -hmm. bringing that light into other dark places and that is the benefit of those around us right like you know that's uh, that's just one of those um positive people that you're like you know they're always Mm -hmm. you know yeah they don't get in on that but when they're always encouraging to work around they're always quick to you know make it make it fun or try to do their best or whatever they're always you know and that's
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. No, think, go right cause, ahead. Cuz you you I don't remember if you saw this phrase first uh, way back when or I did or who but it, it, but uh do you think that part of this in these situations is that we have been taught culturally speaking in the c- traditional Christian stuff that is a that is the United States there's a lot of language around just hold on You'll make it mm. through the storm, just endure, bear with mm. it, you know, yeah. be as faithful as you can, because one day we'll, we'll get the reward of heaven and all that right, stuff. Right, right. You know, um, but then we heard this thing that said, and and maybe you remember who said it, but basically something around the lines of um, a true disciple sees darkness and seeks to transform it. Mm. You yeah, know? And so yeah. that's kind of what you're talking about is
1: Absolutely. we
0: don't have to just bear with it. We don't have to go home and complain to our spouses and say, oh my gosh, they were talking about this again. I just, there's so, such a dark place, my work, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I just wish God would bring me around a bunch of Christians. Right. Maybe God wants you there amongst those people right. uh, who need him and need to see the light and need to see a better way, you know? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it makes me think about um it's gone, Brian. It was hey, totally gone. You're I channeling
0: your of, inner Brian had, right now. I had
1: a point I wanted to make there. And it says gone. <laughs> well let me so let me go back then just for a you quick second
0: because I wanna yeah. I want cause I, I like the children of light thing. I don't wanna come off that or Yeah, or I
1: agree. I go don't want to
0: but um uh in in the verses prior to that it talks about Uh, immoral, impure, greedy person, such a person is an idolater. And I think that that is something that I try to share with people that are going through struggles or battles with lust, with pornography, Mm. is that we tend to break that sin down as just lust or an addiction. Oh, yeah. And we don't put the name of idolatry on it. Which is worshiping self? You're seeking to satisfy your own lust of the flesh, your own desires, filling Mm -hmm. yourself up with whatever, you know, the whatever it is that you're trying to fill yourself up with. And so, I, I think that it can really help a lot of people with that thing, with this in particular. And I love that Paul does it. He gets right, says this person is an idolater. It's all about them. And so uh, that is something I remember years ago back in my struggle, Kristen, I heard someone say that you're basically worshiping yourself doing this, living this way. And that impacted me because I was a worship leader. I was, you know, I wanted God to get all the glory and I wanted other people to do that. And when I realized that, that really was a turning point for me, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. was to put that term idolatry on that and you can put that on even greed just outside of uh, outside of a lustful sense of it you know you can put that into a lot of ways um, how we live our lives is this idolatry and when we're it's all about us it's what we want it's what we need yeah that's worshiping someone more than we worship god
1: Whatever our heart longs for most, that's our God.
0: Oh, whatever.
1: I'll... Right? Right? Don't mince I know. words. I, I'm sorry, you know. Well, you know, I mean, I think we need to hear it, especially because yeah. in our culture, I. Idol is such a hard word for us as Americans to get our hands wrapped around, like, what does that actually mean? And most of us don't worship statues or something like that. But we're idolaters. Our, yeah. our hearts want things more than they want God. Mm-hmm. And that's where that greed comes from. And it's you're right. It's the heart of all of those things, of pornography, of sexual sin, of, of even wanting to be part of the crowd. And, and joking about stuff that you know doesn't honor Christ and isn't good for anybody, but you want that acceptance more than you want to be the light. And mm-hmm. um, part of why I think it's important to call that out is, you know, when we get into sex, um, Paul really wants them to know, like, look, these things don't downplay the impact of these actions. Mm. These these actions you're struggling with. Um, Bring God's wrath, not because he is wrathful, but because he lets you choose. And if you choose something other than God, you're going to get the natural consequences of that and you're not going to like it. And so I think you're right. It's very helpful um, when we put things in the appropriate light, then we can bring the right Mm -hmm. Uh, we can bring the right um, resources to bear on them, right? Instead of saying, that's not that big of a deal. It's really not that big of a deal. Like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, it's a little, you know, whatever, you know, but when we recognize that we're messing with poison, Mm -hmm. then we can get serious about, you know, asking the Lord to help us root that out of our lives, right?
0: Can I tell a quick kind of silly story to help emphasize this? Uh, I heard this years and years ago, Um, but... In, and it was in relation to, like, what type of movies or television we watch. Mm. And you know what I mean? Because that's always kind of, you know, yeah. back and forth. There's a great debate, I think, to be made yes. yeah. um, amongst maybe anyone who watches Netflix on a regular basis, what we're putting our eyes to, you know, and uh, or any streaming. I'm not picking on Netflix, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, but there was this family who was watching a movie uh, the dad and the kids and the mom walks in and she sees, uh, a brief scene where there's way too much skin showing Mm. and it's brief. Yeah. And then she hears a word, you know, a language and, and a cuss word. And she goes, wait a minute. Why are you, why are we watching this with the kids? You know? Oh, it's just a quick, you know, like, mom, it's okay. Everything else is fine. There's nothing else in it. You know, it's fine. Okay. It's just a little tiny thing. The overall thing is really good. And the mom says, I don't know, guys. I'm not comfortable with this. I don't, you know, she goes, Well, I tell you what, all right, I'm going to go make brownies and you guys enjoy the movie. And so the movie's going. The mom goes in the kitchen, makes brownies. But as she's mixing the batter, she goes outside to let the dog use the restroom. And she picks up a little bitty pit of that dog's fecal matter, brings it in, mixes it into the brownie batter, okay? It's a little tiny bit, right? Little tiny, incy-vincy bit. Mixes it in, cooks the brownies, and then the movie's over. She serves it to her family. Oh, these are really good brownies, Mom. These are your best ever, you know? Thank you, thank you. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, You know, it's good, right? Yeah. And she goes, well, actually, what you should know is that I um, mixed in a little bit of the dog's poop, in with the brownie mask. But don't worry. It's just a little tiny, insy-bincy bit. It's not going to hurt you at all. And of course, their response is, oh, gross, that's gross. You know, they're scraping their tongues with yeah. their fingers, you know. And uh, she goes, you know, guys, it was just a little tiny bit. But look at how you responded to it when you're thinking about it that way. You know, Yeah, this yeah. negative thing. And so the question is, You know, we need to be really careful what we say is good and pleasing to the Lord. And when there's these other things that are obviously not mixed in there with it. And so, you know, the mom in this silly, probably very much make-believe story, um, (laughs) you know, making a point here that, hey, we, we mess around with it a little bit before we know it. We're accepting more. Of what's negative and mm. sinful and opposing mm. to God, and so we have. It's not that we have to be legalistic. It's not that we have to be right. judgmental and crazy with this. But we have to be discerning, and we have to use wisdom. And we have to understand that we are children of the light. That means we mm. have to live at that. Now, what I love about this, Kristen, is that he is that it's. It looks like we have a choice here. We can either choose to live as children of light Mm. or not, even as believers. This Mm. is not necessarily automatic. Mm. We have to train ourselves. We have to work at this. We have to ask God to help us with this, and we have to bring in the Holy Spirit, which is the Mm. only way we can really see this happen in our lives with the fruit that we desire and that God mm. knows is there and wants to see bloom out of us as well.
1: Mm. Cause yeah. we have
0: to find out what pleases the Lord, right? Verse, yeah. 10, you know, um, and yeah. so that's, that's really important.
1: We had a great discussion about 10, um, when we did this on our house church, uh, just talking about the world is, a very complex, messed up place and messed, you know, when, you know, sometimes I don't know if you uh, have had this experience with Christmas lights where they're so messed up that you're like, I just want to throw this out. Like there is no way to pull this apart. Right. Not
0: One single time in my whole oh, entire life. I'm very life.
1: impressed <laughs> with you. I'm very impressed with not you. Really. but um, You know, like I, so often because the world is so shattered and so broken, it is not a simple thing to say What would please the Lord in this situation? You know, when when you've got family situations that are messed up on multiple levels, like there is not always an obvious, this is the next step towards Mm -hmm. restoration kind Mm -hmm. of thing. When my life is so messed up that it's a tangled mess of things. So I love that he's being very practical, saying that, like you said, we have a choice. We need to start to work To find out, okay, Lord, in this, (laughs) the nitty gritty of life, in this hot mess that I'm in, what is a faithful option? What is something that I could do that would please you, that would move this forward, right? And it does take discernment, and it does take, like you said, a choice and work to try to find what could I do here that would move this in the right direction? Um, and and it does take a lot of patience and faithfulness and, you know, even experimentation and working with our brothers and sisters to try to find those threads we can pull at that, that move us in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And amen to all of that. And I, I think that, you know, we can't underestimate the importance of prayer and Bible study of being in the Scriptures and really, truly bringing God into this, and as a result of that, that's that's a big part of how we come to understand. That's how we come to you know we we come and we understand there's grace. We experiment. We try different things, and we walk as close to the Lord as we can into this, as it says to do. Be careful how you live not as making the most of every opportunity because days I'm missing the verse I really wanted there. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Anyways, you, it's just this. It's uh, you, get, you get what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's
0: my turn to have the moment.
1: I uh, yeah, it, that's that's the day, isn't it? That is the day. <laughs> it's not
0: even Monday. It's Tuesday.
1: But, uh, <laughs> One of the things that I write exactly that I loved in verse thirteen that hit me for the first time reading it this morning, um, talking about. H- and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. I just thought that was so poetic. And just the the um, how it speaks to God's redemption, that even things that are broken and messed up, uh, even lives that have been really damaged or situations, when God comes in with his new life, can illuminate even that and make it a beacon of his goodness and the way forward. And um, I, I just, that really grabbed my imagination that everything that God touches becomes a light and a yeah. beacon, you know?
0: It does. That's so good, Kristen. It, and it doesn't matter what the sin, what the mistake, right, exactly. what the darkness is. Right, because um, that's that's something that holds us back sometimes from confessing or letting light yeah. shine. Even though God right. sees it already for crying out loud, right? right? Like we can really separate God away from how we mentally think about sin, right? If he can't see it and doesn't know it in our life already,
1: <laughs> right? It, it's right. silly,
0: but I think yeah, we all do other it. Other people and,
1: might not know, Brian.
0: Exactly, and so um, yeah. to understand that, hey, what that thing. What the devil meant for evil in your life, God is going to flip that around and use it for his glory and use it for your redemption. And it's going to be a part of your story and how God's brought you back unto himself as you expose that thing. And then it's shameful right now in the moment. But listen, there's going to come a day when you're going to see, hey, God redeemed that. God forgave yeah. me and cast it as far as the east is from the west. I don't have to live like that. That's not who I am. Yeah. Now, my identity yeah. is no longer wrapped up in that thing. Right. Because because Paul is saying right here that thing became light. Right. And I allowed God to enter in and I exposed that or I allowed other believers to come into my life and speak this over me and help expose this, or the I just had the Holy Spirit just did a work personally with me and yeah. expose this thing. Man, that becomes this beautiful thing. Yeah, it's that that now you are more able to live your life like a fragrant offering to the Lord and sacrifice to the Lord um, because you've released that thing and mm-hmm. it's His. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love this line in uh, 14, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That makes me think exactly of what you're talking about. Like this moment of waking up and realizing like this thing that's putting death in me, um, I can wake up from in the power of Jesus and and new Mm -hmm. life will come. Right. The new light will shine. Yeah. I love the hope in that.
0: Yeah. And then continuing to be careful, verse 15, you know. Um, and again, I, I, I want us to understand the grace of God.
1: Yeah. Because exactly. there are
0: gonna be t- it says, walk is not as unwise, but as wise. There's gonna be times when you walk as wise, wisely, and and it's wonderful, and you feel the grace and the love of God. And there's gonna be times when you don't. And to know the grace of God, to go back to what we just talked about just a couple verses before, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And we have mm. to understand that there is evil around us. Mm. Let's not not say that. Mm. Let's. Yeah. There is evil around us. Yeah. There's evil in our own hearts. Mm. And we've got to face up. We've got to understand that. And, and because there is evil, he says in verse 17, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And again, like his will for us is to shine light, to be light, to love, to mm-hmm. lay down our lives sacrificially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, Kristen, I just, I don't, maybe it's because I'm a cheesy church planner, but in, in our name of our church is pursuit friends. But I just see Paul <laughs> implying here. We need to be ever pursuing God. Yeah, Don't stop doing that. Because when we stop pursuing God, and I don't mean pursue like he doesn't. He's, of course, it's not like he's uncatchable, right? We're just saying we are pursuing the things of the Lord, the ways of God. We want more and more. And so we're going to keep going after it uh, yeah. with our name, yeah. you know? But yeah. um, man, we've got to be in this relationship with God. We've got to pursue his will that's the only way we know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, part of our call is to bring more and more of the kingdom in any place that we can find a place for that seed to grow, right? Jesus comes to bring a new way of living in God's kingdom to make that available to us. And, and Paul says, look, you know, yeah, it's a hot mess, but everywhere around you there are opportunities for god to be at work for you to be planting the kingdom for Mm
0: -hmm. so don't
1: be you know don't be just discouraged or wasting your life away like get get to work this is what we're called into you know this is what we get to be a part of you know
0: yeah so good yeah so good
1: Yeah. And then he just encourages us. Well, how would that look like? What Mm -hmm. you know if you're not wasting your days away being drunk, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being foolish? He starts to say, here's what that would that could look like when you're filled Mm -hmm. with God's spirit, you know, use your mouth to sing worship songs and praise and other songs and uh, make music, I think it's very interesting. And I know I'm just teeing it up here for you, worship leader. Um, <laughs> the focus that Paul puts on music here, right, of all of the things that he could be talking about, he's talking, I mean, he does say speaking, but then he yeah. talks, it's mostly about music. And I I find that very interesting that that is the specific uh, example that he chooses here.
0: Right. Well, I think, I think when you look at what worship is throughout the Bible, a big chunk of it is music related. And a lot of yeah. that is in part due to the Psalms of David. Yeah. Um. And so I think culturally music is very big to, um, the Jewish community, but also the communities around at large. I think, it, you know, it's huge for our culture today. Right. I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, look at my Spotify account. I've got everything, a whole variety, very eclectic mix of music that I listen to every week. It's a part of my daily life. Um, and so for me, unique as a worshiper, I go, yeah, this is right on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, I, also, I also think that this is, A general attitude. I think that for our application, if you like music, um, just listening to it. Let's take worship out of it, okay? Do you just like having the radio on? You like having some sort of music on during the day as you're doing stuff around the house, even at your desk at work, whatever, or as you're riding in the car. It puts you in a frame of mind. It it keeps Mm -hmm. you going, you know? Um, It it can be kind of a driving fuel in some cases. Even if it's under, under, you know, whatever. Um, and so it's an attitude. And I think that's how I kind of read this if I'm going to take out the, you know, Paul is saying we should have this attitude, this lifestyle, mm. that we are always doing this. I think the music is important. I think it was I probably too. really important to his culture and or, or to the culture of the Ephesians, especially. But I'd, I I don't want to underplay the importance of music, but I also want um, us to understand that it's most people have something going on yeah. when it comes to this, and it does drive us. It does give us, and I encourage, like I always encourage people who say to me, Kristen, um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how to worship. I don't play an instrument. Well, you know, do you have Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music? What is it, you know? make playlists of worship songs and I can yeah. send you suggestions. And instead of when you get in your car, listening to music that might be fine, but doesn't necessarily glorify the Lord intentionally put that on, make yeah. that part of your worship and your drive. If that's the space, you got to fill it in, you know, do it. that. Yeah.
1: Way. Yeah. I'm thinking about, um, you know, I think it's, it's not, uh, it's a good thing to think about what you're listening to, what is beautiful in it, what is what is worthy in it. And I think, you know, that can lead you to unusual music places that that, that can equally glorify God. You think mm. about classical music yeah. without lyrics that mm-hmm. were written to glorify God. And, and I think, you know, it's not just limited. And I think sometimes yeah. as Christians, we can be too quick to like, press the easy button and say you know here's here's the black and white whatever right. but i think that the process of thinking about what does this do to my spirit like you were talking about what does this does this put me in more of a christ like mind mm-hmm. or does this draw me away into something else right and yeah. i think um I think I'd be very interested. I wish we had a neuroscientist to talk to us oh, because, wow. right. Cause I think there's something, no, I really think there's, you know, God know he's the one who designed the way we work. There is something in our brain that happens when we enter into that full body kind of experience yeah. of music right on different levels like memories that are in music they mm-hmm. stay with us in a way oh, that nothing gosh. else does there's a physicality because we are embodied on purpose that happens here with this mm-hmm. um kind of process of music and i i'd love to have somebody so like explain to cool. us you know what happens in the brain yeah. when that happens because
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I, I just no, I want to tell a quick, another little story because uh, it fits exactly with what you're talking about. Uh, and Devin and I years ago when we lived in Utah um, would go to Las Vegas. That's right. Christians. I said, Las Vegas, we went and, uh, <laughs> would you <we> like would... <laughs> to give
1: your email here, Brian, or...
0: Brian at pursuit friends. <laughs> and, uh, Uh, We went to this Motown show. There was a group from Australia, and they did Motown, and it was fantastic. It's still to this day Mm. one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. And my wife and I like Motown. You may have gathered, too. That's right, folks. I said Motown on Joy and Java. (laughs) Um, But... uh, Anyways, we're watching and we're in one of those old style Las Vegas booths with the high leather back seats, you know, on the table and we're sharing this. And at first, Dev and I were really, really excited because, hey, we're going to get this table alone. then they ushered two really old uh, gals uh, uh, to sit with us. So we said hi, did all the pleasantries, you know, and the music starts and the gal next to me closed her eyes. Yes. And I'm like, oh, she's already asleep. And... Then she starts moving her head and yeah. then her arms moving. And Kristen, she didn't open her eyes for one second of that show. And it was, Ooh. there were lights everywhere. These guys were dancing, doing yeah. the original Motown moves. They were hysterically fun. She yeah. didn't open her eyes one time, but the look on her face was pure joy. Cause yeah. she was remembering where Ooh. she was, who she was with when she first heard this music or maybe heard some of these songs over and over and over in her life and it took her to a place and it set her in that frame of mind. And let me tell you, it was cool to see as my wife and I are watching her friend even caught her one time and smiled real big, you know, the music just did something to her. Mm. And so it is, you know, it is important. And I also want to, I just, since we're sharing, I'm Sharon, whatever. Uh, I, I got a pet peeve I want to express, okay? Okay. And then we'll get back on track. We're ready. Right. <laughs> I don't think you are. Um, oh! so, so not with you. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I get really frustrated by Christians in church who are real particular about the type of music mm-hmm. and what style. In what it talks about and, and it's not just hymns or contemporary or modern worship okay because i know full well that those same people are getting in their car immediately after church and turning on their favorite secular radio station <laughs> or maybe they wait until after the restaurant after they eat lunch <laughs> you know or monday through friday they're listening to whatever music in. You know so but for some reason in the church we have this oh we have to have this you know and mm. and i know some uh, actual examples of this yeah when i expressed that to them they were like oh my gosh brian i've never thought of it that way yeah you know and there was this wonderful moment and there was grace both ways and we had understanding and love and it was you know god drew us closer together as brothers and sisters you know um but We, you know, music is powerful. Hmm. So we do have to be careful, like anything, like film, television, whatever, what we read. We have to be careful what we're putting into our minds and what we're allowing ourselves to look at. Because those things can lead to what Paul is trying to tell us we need to avoid. We need to walk as wise, not unwise. Hmm. And so, and we understand too... We're in the world. Praise the Lord. We're in the world. That's where He's placed mm-hmm. us. That's where we need to be. That's where He wants us. Mm-hmm. Jesus prayed. Remember at the, at when He was with His disciples in some of His final hours. Lord, I'm not praying that You take them out of the world. <laughs> I want them in the world. They need to be there. Right. You know? Right. Um, sometimes at work, we have no control over what's being blasted on the. You know, we have no control sometimes of stuff like that. Um, but that's when we just walk in the spirit and we say, Lord, help me tone it out, help me, whatever, you know, and we supplement that and we do what's necessary to make sure that we're filling our heart with the right things. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, the best way to do that prayer, worship and Bible study.
1: Yeah, that's good, Brian. That's good. Oh, good. And that leads us yeah no i love it i love i don't know what else to add to it i think that's really good <laughs> <laughs> i think you know what you're talking about is making sure that we um are filling our heart you know which is 19 when mm-hmm. we feel the, the things that that we praise him with come out of our heart not from not they're not external so we got to we got to feed our hearts with good things you know and pay attention to those things so that we can Uh, withstand environments that are feeding us stuff that Mm. are not good for us, you know?
0: Yeah. And I love it. He brings it back around again in verse 20, always giving thanks to God, the father for everything in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Mm. What are you thankful for today? And how are you going to live that out? How can you this very day or tomorrow or in the coming days, walk and live as children of the light. We got to think about it. We've got to pray for it. We've got to ask for opportunities to do this. And we've got to live in such a way that it's just a part of who we are, Kristen, that yeah, yeah, everywhere we go, everyone we meet, everything we do is about shining that light. And man, hopefully along the way, as we're living this way, we're, being fishers of men and women, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Fishers and, of people. I got you. Fishers we got of people. you. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, yeah. And we're helping show people that the kingdom of God is right here, right now. Right. And they can be a part of it. They can have light shined on them and they can become light and they can do it all over again and do it all over again and do it all over again. Praise God. Thank you for Ephesians four or five. I'm sorry. I am so grateful uh, for the life of Paul and his teachings. And we are almost done in the book of Ephesians, folks next week. Uh, It's going to get real. It's going to be good. It's going to be encouraging and challenging and so uplifting and maybe even just a bit surprising if you know (laughs) what's coming next. It's going to be good, whatever the case, and it's going to help fuel your faith uh, in the coming days. And I do hope that you, as you listen to this, that you're jotting down notes, you're highlighting, you're circling, underlining. Um, Maybe you've got a notepad and a journal Dwell upon these things. When we study God's word together, our hope is that you take this into your week and you go deeper and you learn more. This is a starting point, not the beginning and the end. That's our heart as pastors,
1: that this helps
0: you on your own have a greater hunger for God's word and to learn how to apply it more intentionally and personally to your life. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Joy and Java Biblical Discussions to Fuel Your Faith.